Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? And Forty. Hello, boys. And your host Hamish Ham is away, but uh, hello to everyone from Ham. Um, let's jump into it. Our f- second loss of the season Ugh. coming at the hands of the Sea Eagles on Saturday night. Sea Eagles 22 to the Eels 18. Uh, now seven games we've kept the opposition scoreless in the second half, but uh, I think as I put up on Twitter that it's only handy uh, should you not concede 22 points, and I have to say, 18 of them were some of the softest tries you'll see this season. Six, 16 technically, um, wasn't it? Was it 16, I think sorry. It, I think down 16 yeah. now, yeah, but th- that's a moot point. It was still three tries. Yeah, they were very soft on the very, line. And, very uh, soft. <laughs> Alright, well let's have a look at the uh, some of the key stats to come out of the game, which uh, possession certainly swung in our favour in the second half. So we had 57% of the ball, 38 minutes time in possession to Manly's 28 minutes. We completed at 76%, which, you know, I, I find that remarkable given how yeah, freaking awful we looked. that is stunning that we got that high. Run metres, 2,229 to Manly's 1,474. Jeez. Uh, Manly were line breaks 4 to 3. Uh, then kick return metres, 313 to 126. Uh, offloads, we won that battle. Uh, then just looking at kicks, nothing really there. We forced three dropouts. Um, tackles made, 378. Manly even made more tackles than us. Manly had more missed tackles. Uh, and, yeah, the big one, 15 errors to Manly's 11. Uh, we conceded four penalties to five. And Manly had three he- head injury assessments. So, um, certainly our performance doesn't seem to have been... Uh, reflected on the stat sheet. Uh, but try scorers, Michael Jennings for a double, George Jennings for one in the corner, and Wanga Plake, um, yeah. One of the more, the more unique, unique tries you'll ever see there. Uh, yeah, he, he certainly just stole the ball, and I have no idea what the bunker are doing. Well, uh, that, great, but Graham honestly came out and said that you make your own decision out of what you will. He seemed to think that the bunker made the right call, but he was happy for someone disagreed, But depending on where your team allegiance lies. Because he, he, he thought that was a loose carry. And at that point, that the uh, the tackler who wasn't making an obvious play for the ball is somewhat entitled to you know have his hands on the ball if it ends up in his hands. So that was a bizarre one. Yeah, I was watching that with my brother-in-law, who's a Sharks fan, and we both just looked at each other when they gave it and thought, "What the freaking hell is going on?" Because yeah. <laughs> I was screaming at Wanga Blake just to take the tackle. That's right, to take um, out the, you know, a meter out. <laughs> yeah. Though knowing how yeah. luck we would have butchered the try <laughs> in the following yes. set. So yes, probably. Maybe, maybe it was and- better to roll the dice on the the video ref. And again, Joel Thompson's one that was given, you know, that was, if it went up no try, it would have been no try. I, um, I, I you know, that wasn't a great try, but I had more issues with the fact they got a six again by uh, Big Moses Sui, I think it was, that stood up after a normal tackle and said, where's my six again? And the, the ref said, okay, I'll give you six again. So that was an odd call there. Uh, Bertie, what did you take out of it? Um, well, without saying the obvious, we just, I don't think we'll switched on in terms of like the error, like... It's a, it's a, so Jennings' error, like, I'm not saying he is error, error, like, George Jennings. Oh, sorry, George, yeah. But, um, if he switched on, hang on, get, get to the play of the ball, you know, he doesn't make that error. And it just feels though, like, I could be wrong, but a couple of them realized, you know, um, with Madison and Fergo, because let's be honest, Fergo, he's not scoring tries for us, but he's like a leader at the club. He's like, and he's veteran. been doing a lot of the tough work too, so it's easy to miss that. And they probably fought with him and Maddo out, maybe, like, because who knows them two might be the ones that call out the team and then when they're and obviously Moses as well. Like when when they're not doing like when people are doing the wrong thing, like who calls them out and makes them accounted for. But look, you look at the stats. One stat I don't know if you mentioned it: nineteen dummy half runs to nine, and that just I don't know if that's Reedy's game or you know 
they just ran. And I just Levi just cut us to uh, to shreds. Um, the Levi Levi actually didn't have that big a game when all said and done. Although he was for, like well fortunate for him to not score a second try because he was a bit silly and reached out instead of letting momentum carry him over. But yeah, I think it was just more a flimsy edge defense. And I, I point the finger at Sean Lane a lot there, who had a, one of the worst reads you'll ever see when it came to Daly Jerry even scoring that second try of the the game. So yeah, it was just lack of attitude. They didn't turn up for the first twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and that really cost us the game, didn't it? As the rule says, you can't win a game in the first two minutes, but you can lose a game. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing that's most disappointing is that our goal line defence had been so good leading up to this. Mm. Like against Newcastle, we'd dropped the ball and and had a couple of repeat sets on our line and turned them away. And and similar again against the cow. Like I know it's Cowboys who haven't played that well, but they had the ball for the first ten minutes of the they game. Also pushed, they also pushed Penrith to the absolute limits this week. So we know that the Cowboys do have some decent footing, and, and yeah, our defence was fantastic. But like you said. I thought um I thought Regan, a monster game by Regan Campbell Gillard. Like I think he played the whole eighty minutes and like um uh, so the first twenty minutes we had no ball but, and the fact is we didn't even like they even mentioned in the broadcast Manly were the first to make the changes and we didn't make a change to like the thirtieth minute. Like it just I know that we're a physically fit team. It's just the attitude and that, you look at the uh, that was reflective of the fact that our bench is as weak as it's been all year though. That late oh, change. Yeah. We had a, a very weak bench with uh, Nathan Brown in particular getting getting that hip uh, cork, which meant Murata was thrown into the fray probably earlier than we wanted to. So, but like you look at that, Murata played very well. Murata had a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, Birdie just game. shouted out Reg. Reg with uh, a tick under three hundred meters and a smidgen under fifty tackles. So absolutely huge effort there. Um, I think Merrickly Junior was all right, but I think he, he liked a lot of the impact he usually has. Whether the back spasms, he didn't just, get those offloads. Yeah. Um, like he he had the hit and the spin, but he was he was covered pretty well on those yeah. offloads and and given our ball handling, well, um, probably a good thing. The, the few offloads that we did throw either went straight to Manly or just dropped cold by Reedy or someone else. It was just that sort of day, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it's just one of those. Like every team has one of those uh, and, throughout the year, and I think we saw the Roosters had something similar against the Raiders. Well, on, I mean, Roost, to, to be fair, on. the Roosters have been pretty scratchy since they played us. Against the Dragons, if they'd been up against a better team, they might have been uh, taken to the death. And we saw against the Raiders that they Josh Papa, uh, Josh Papali scored a try that they're going to get absolutely blasted for in the, the film review. That was one of the softest tries you'll ever see. Yeah, so it's just one of those things yeah. where they've been up for the last six weeks. They ran out a bit flat. And Manly coming off a big loss at home. Desi got the boys up. And, um, BA, you know, we were getting a couple that, of players. And, BA said and, that the, and the team knew they were gonna, that Manly were going to be up for this game. They trained all week with the knowledge that Manly were going to be up for it. Like you said, three-game losing streak, back at home, lots to play for, and Parramatta knew that they were going to be up for it, but they just didn't bring the heat. They didn't bring the mustard. And, you know, the worst part is that each of their tries, not only was it soft defense, but it came off the back of some really soft errors. We talked about the George Jennings knock-on from our first possession. And to be fair, the George, he had a pretty good game after that, so he put that behind him at least. But then you had, it was the, which, it was was it Makasiba getting bundled to touch and Quinton Guffson kicking out the full? Or was it the yeah. Dil- Dylan Brown also kicked out in the full? Which was the one, which the other two led to tries as well. Two of those three. I don't think Dillbags did. I think it was the yeah, other two. Yeah, the other two. Makasiba getting bundled to touch from a kick and then yeah. uh, Quinton Gufferson kicking out in the full, which just, that that is a cardinal sin, isn't it? Yeah, I spine didn't play well. Like, you look at... um. You know, Gufferson wasn't his best game. Um, he's been up, literally, he's been our best player all year. Every week he's been performing, you know, obviously Dylan Brown. I just, it was not, the only one that played, the, one, the only one that played well was Regan Campbell Gillard and Murata. Everyone else had an off day. Michael Jennings was pretty good, but yes, there was, and, and the the, yeah. the old the old rookie, Andrew Davey, was pretty nice in his uh, limited minutes. He had uh, one try involvement and nearly had a second. But yes, it was definitely a down game for the majority of the squad. 
And I think we talked about it to an extent last week of Newcastle, but this was a game where we truly, truly missed the presence of Mitchell Moses. Um, his ability to stabilize the team, to get focused on the or refocus on the game plan, and be able to dissect teams of a long kicking game, and it, and not just that, but going up in in sixes and fours instead of fours when we're scoring, all those things would have been absolutely monumental. Because when all was, all was said and done, as bad as we were, goal kicking was the difference between the two teams. I think that's one of the only positives you can take from that game is although we were diabolical in that first half and, and our handling wasn't much better in the second half, we still managed to put three tries on in the second uh, Well, sorry, four tries on, but three tries in the second half. Right. And um, yeah, I, I think we spoke about it before we, we started recording, but uh, last year what we lost that game by 50 points or something 20, like that. 20, 2018. We, we did lose at Brookvale last year, but it was 36-24, I think. But yes, that that game was eerily similar to the start of that round two 2018 affair where we just got wiped out 54-0 and they scored three or four tries in the first 12 minutes, much the way they did this game. But instead, as bad as we were, we managed to dig our heels into an extent and take that game down to the last play. And I mean, Brad Arthur quickly moved away from it because that's how he is. He doesn't want to uh, sort of get stuck into the details that where it could have gone differently insofar as referee calls, but there was probably a case for George Jennings getting a potential eight-point try at the end, which would have been very interesting. Not that Yeah, I, I did mention that to my brother-in-law. I'm like, well, Nathan Brown did that, you know. Exactly. And I know it Nathan Brown's was a little bit later, um, but, but you, still, you it was sliding with knees into the back. Yeah. And I think that George Jennings was punishing away for being tough and getting back for that one last Hail Mary play instead of staying down because he was obviously hurt. They, they nailed him in the ribs, and then, unfortunately, Daly Trevon showed some heads-up play with that little squib kick straight at George Jennings on the next play. It was a very smart play. That is a highly, highly intelligent football move there and, and more teams should be aware of little things like that because um, at the, you know, Hail Mary play, one last chance, all the main players, the playmakers, the, the big fours, they're stacked at the goal line. So just drill the squib kick at the winger at the front. <laughs> really yeah, cool. I, was, I was, my brother-in-law said if he's, if uh, before Cherry Evans kicked it, he said if he's smart, he'll just, you know, toe this 10 metres in front of him. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, Cherry Evans is Australian. He plays for Australia. He's a Queensland captain, and this is the first time he actually looked like it. Look, if you look at it, knowing our luck, all the games before that, he was shit, and Manly fans but were that, turning on him. Man. That's that's the he thing just, is that I don't think he was that good. I don't think Jake Boyd was that good. I think they were good for twenty minutes because we well, let the, them yeah, because we let well, them they, be good. Well, they didn't have the ball second half, but the first twenty thirty minutes, they like he everything he did turned to gold, and you know. One day we'll we'll be the experience, but you just look at compared to Field and Brown to Cherry Evans. Cherry Evans took the right option every time, and I don't know. It's just you can't keep champion players down, and he's had a rough year, and he just finally he had his you know he finally had a good game, and it's just unfortunate. You know everything they did literally turned into gold. Even that forty twenty, like I thought, no way it's going to be forty twenty. Bounces one. That was a that was a very good kick. To be fair, that was a very <laughs> very good forty twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then obviously there was a few injury scares out of that game. We had I mentioned before, but Nathan Brown got a cork tip in that which took him out for half of the game, which was a huge loss. And then in the very well, not the very last play, but the one of the final sequences in the game, we saw Makasivo look like it could have been a season ending knee injury, but thankfully it was just bone bruising apparently. So we got out of it not unscathed, but not as bad as it could have been. That's like a oats one we thought it was a compound fracture, yeah. it turned out to be like a yeah. massive bruise, so I was talking to my, my brother-in-law the day after, and like I said, oh, yeah, did you see Oates? Like, that was an ugly, bloody compound fracture, and he'll be gone for a long time. And he goes, no, it, it was it was a bit of a gash as well, wasn't it? That's right. It was like a, a, yeah. a bruised gash, which caused that little like tear of the skin that made it look like a, a compound fracture, I think. 
Yeah, but yeah. like far out. I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be in the trenches with with uh, with oats. <laughs> <laughs> Getting stretched off for a bruise. <laughs> uh. um, but uh, yeah, well, I guess you know, the, for positives, we we had a completely different right edge, um, and they managed I mean, to put two drives on down there. Essentially, you're a third grade right edge um, as well. And and uh, we were we were down heavily, and I know Manly also had their outs, uh, but you know you can't win every game in the season. Uh, whilst we were diabolical for the majority of the game, it's only four points difference, which, as Forty said, was two conversions at the end of the day. And this was a and this was a round where quite a lot of the heavyweights then we slipped up or did slip up. We talked about the Roosters. Um, we saw that the Penrith Panthers got pushed really hard by the North Queensland Cowboys, and I mean the Storm accounted for the Titans, but it's the Titans. So. And, um, and we saw Newcastle Knights nearly get gunned down by the Rabbitohs. So it was just that sort of round, wasn't it? It was. And you were just thinking there was going to be another run down um, at the end of this because it seemed like every game on Saturday, it, uh, a big one team got out to a big lead and slowly the other team, yeah. well, not slowly in the case of the Knights, <laughs> the South ran in three tries in five minutes. Yep. Um, and if but, it wasn't yeah. for Tommy Burgess and a loose set of hands, that might have been GG. Yes, may well have been. Um, all right, well, I think we know what we need to work on, um, which is, it's, I think it's more of an attitude thing yeah, absolutely. Um, this week. Absolutely. And we, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it, but there's going to be some inclusions that will help us with the application as much as the attitude. Right, well, we'll wrap up the chat there um, and get on to first some news. And the only real news item out of this week is the article from uh, Christian Nicolucci. Uh, unfortunately, Ham isn't here to, to have a bit of a what rant. What a shame. What a uh, shame. Don't you mean fake news? Well, that too. Uh, but some anonymous sources apparently said that Madison said that West Tigers would never win a premiership. And I did like the uh, the, the heat from the club calling them West Tigers <laughs> on Twitter. Bit of shade there. Uh, missing out the S. Uh, but in response, uh, the club issued a statement. The Parramatta Eels Club would like to respond to media reports uh, regarding alleged comments involving Ryan Madison and the West Tigers, they got it right in the, uh, the title. <laughs> um, our club and Ryan categorically deny that the comments attributed to him in his article were made. We are disappointed that they were originally raised publicly behind the veil of an anonymous source and without an initial opportunity to provide a response. Ryan has continually maintained that the reason behind his departure from the Tigers will remain confidential. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, uh, um, yeah. I mean, anonymous what sources are a, big, are a big part of the media. But when it's an anonymous source taking a, a unsolicited dig at another player, that's when it starts getting into. You might might want to put a name to that because that's you know very murky. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad the club went out and did that. I don't, I don't, I'm not you know saying that there wasn't some ugly words said between the two parties because obviously the split was not a, a, a amicable one between Madison and and Maguire. But you know that that is a cowardly thing to do to come out and I suppose it's. I imagine it's trying to inspire the, the troops over at the West Tigers, but it could end up having the bulletin board material effect for the Eels because, you know, Madison's has done, even if the the, the split wasn't done uh, in a way the Tigers would have been happy about, he's been very professional ever since, you know, always refusing to comment and never, you know, stoking the flames there. So, I don't know. That, that, it it like, rubs, it rubs it, in the wrong way, but I don't know. Like, he may have said, like, you know, um, I'd like to get a uh, release, you know, my best football. Like, I have a feeling... Like, he may have said it in a polite way saying... I want to go, I don't know how you can say I want to go somewhere better, but like politely said, I think I can get the best out of my football elsewhere. And look, you only have to look at what the coach said Ma- about three, Ma- four maybe, weeks ago. Maybe Madison did say something nasty about it, but if you're going to come out in the yeah. media and take shots in like that, put your name yeah. to it. That's all I'm saying is put your name you, to you, it. Put this way, they're, only obvious, they're obviously upset because of the truth, because you look at what, when they lost to the Titans, the coach came in and said, we're not, we're, we're not a team that can win games. We just do stupid shit, essentially. And the coach came in and publicly smashed the club. So like, 
look, let's, we shouldn't take any um, take this guy, whatever his name is, Nicholas. On this is the same guy that said that Ring Race Park is the worst football park in the world. So. Listen, he said Nuffulham is a top three winger, so you know his credibility and his, <laughs> his judgment is out the door. Like. I just mind look, you, this, this this isn't so much an issue with Nicolucci. It's more of the anonymous source that doesn't want to put their name out there. So if you're uh, gonna if you're gonna take shots, if you're gonna be a big man and, and try and put someone down, just put your name to it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, look. I just I just think it's petty. Like this guy, he won, he left. Get over it. You know, you've got a team. You've got an exciting team. You know, you've, you've got, got Luciano Leilua, the best second hey, row in the, we, we, the game. We, we 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 have seen for the last three or four years, wherever it is now. 17, 18, 19, 24 years, how the West Tigers have handled the departure of Mitchell Moses. And we know that they are some of the most jilted ex-lovers or ex-partners going around. So it's not surprising that they feel this way about Ryan Madison. And it's going to be funny in 12 months' time when Grant leaves. They're going to say, oh, you know, look, it's just, yeah, they just, they just, they can't handle rejection well. You know, just like, you know, every every man in the world. <laughs> I don't want to take a shot at men, but like they can't handle rejection well. And but I, I don't fault them if there's any bad feelings for the fans with Madison and, and Moses leaving. But at some point, you do have to let go. And they but you don't not, see Teddy cop shit like well, it's because they can't like because they've got yeah. a one. If we go win a premiership, you know the the he's, he's above the approach, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what about Aaron Woodson? Like he's he's gone downhill, and you don't see them. Well, because he's shit. Because he's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the closest we can resemble is when Lyon give, left us. I will give Benji a little bit of credit, though. He came out quickly the next day following those um, that article and said, uh, sort of hosed down the tension between Madison and the club. And maybe there's going to be some big niggle. I wrote about this in my teamless blog today. I wouldn't be shocked if there's some niggle because the Tigers have been involved in a couple of unsavory games recently uh, versus the Panthers and versus the Bunnies. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, there's a stray elbow or whatnot here or there for Madison. But if, if I'm matter, all I'm saying is, look what happened to Corey Horsbro. You want that to happen to you? Yeah, <laughs> shut up. That's what I'd tell him, seriously. But yeah, um, it, it'll add a little bit of spice to the game, I suppose. Yeah. All right, well, I think that wraps up the news chat. Unless, was there anything else? In the, have we heard anything from the New South Wales Rugby League? I might just have a look at that. Um, well, if, if that were coming back, it might be stretched out again now. Yeah, given, I, I imagine. That, um, I, my, uh, my understanding was that the, you know how we ran that trial against the, the Newcastle Knights the other day? that all that stuff has yep. been scrapped again. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NSWRL stuff has been pushed back as well. So Yeah, I guess that's just the, the way. Um, so I suppose the, sure big, the, the bombshell rugby league news today was the Rabbitohs junior, Josh Shawali, who signed that mega deal of the Rabbitohs, got an even bigger mega deal from AIU. So good good luck to him. He just made himself $3 million. Well, yeah. he, was, he was getting $1.8 million, so at one point, I'm not – Sneezing at that money, but he was going to be rich either way. And yeah, I know, but now he gets to be rich playing like at half the level that he would have been otherwise at rugby league. So, and the, someone made a good point in that uh, Union's got their World Cup completely rescheduled right now, so they're, they're paying him a lot of money to not play much football. It's interesting because I know with Union they have a, a deal with their club, and then they are centrally central contracted. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but see, the ARU have a they're like like a normal roster. They only can pay like I think thirty or thirty five players. So. Is this three million before he's a Wallaby, or three million including Wallaby incentives? Because that that'll be interesting. Because- there might be there might be performance incentives in there, like you said, playing for the Australian team and whatnot. But you have to yeah. think that a huge chunk of that three million is just base guaranteed. Jesus Christ! A lot of okay, money. well, this isn't the uh, the ARU podcast or the uh, the param- What's the the third tier rugby? Do they still run that comp? There was sure. one that was running sure. 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 stadium. Uh, yeah, it's the it's, it's, uh, no, yeah, NRU or something N-I, like that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the shoot. Yeah. It was the level below, I think, shoot. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but NRC. anyway, NRC, that was the one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, other results from round 10. Uh, Roosters 20 over the Raiders 24. Um, I just thought that Roosters were going to run away with that game continually. Yeah. and then, After the big yeah, early double, and then they just fell apart, didn't they? That, and like yeah, a, it's I, a I very before, strange game. That that Josh Papali try is one of the – for a team as good as the Roosters are, and we're talking about you know best of the modern era type stuff, that was one of the worst tries I've ever conceded. Holy dooly. Uh, was it – it was um, Orbison and the, the prop, Lindsay Collins. Uh, I think it was more Collins than, than it was Orbison there. That was as bad as I'm um, Sean Lane seven on Dowie Cherry Evans. That was awful. Um, then on to the second game, Storm forty two to the Titans six. Uh, I didn't watch much of this, but I assumed it was well, just a, this was this is the social fashion. distance game, wasn't it? Where people were taking the piss out of that crowd for not socially distancing, and on the field it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I suppose the best thing for the, the Titans fans from this game was that uh, Tino Asal Muli had a big game, and he's going to be joining them next year, so they can be excited about that. Does anyone get oh, a bit like? Say pissed off when the commentators have to say his full name. Just say Tino. Like I, I don't know. They gotta have to say because by the time they say his name, he's already played the ball. He's already on, off the bench already. Like it just seems like a waste of. Settle down there, Aaron Mullen. <laughs> what am I racist? Don't answer that question. <laughs> then on to Friday night, West Tigers forty-eight, Broncos nil. Uh, God, wow, Broncos suck. They just suck. Yeah, if West are putting forty-eight on you, that's uh. Pretty that, nice th- this game did feature one of the most hilarious tries that you'll see all season with Luciano Lelu scoring from a Brisbane short dropout. <laughs> Man, they hit uh, the spin without actually uh, hitting anybody. That was de- devastating move. <laughs> devastating. Uh, they were just dreadful. Um, they we we sort of mirrored them with some of those drop balls that they had, but um, Tessie knew couldn't catch the ball. Um, there was uh, there was a Kirasami Avara s try where the ball popped out off um, near the goal line, and um, Benji Marshall was it scooped it up and scored. Yeah. Yep. Scoop like, and score, Benji. That, oh, just, I mean, credit to the Tigers. They didn't play bad. They did what they had to do. But, geez, the Broncos are in such a hole. And, I mean, Seabold was a broken man. You just, when they were cutting into the commentary, uh, commentary box, the coaching box, you just you had that dead glazed look to his eyes, just like, oh, I'm done, right? This is it. You got the shits in the press conference because um, they kept answering, you know, the same questions every week. And he's like, all oh, right, this is the last question. Like, usually coaches don't say that. They just, like, wait till the end. But, yeah, he, I think he's he's running out of time. He's he's, he's, he's out, out of his depths for sure. He's out of his depths. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. Then uh, Dragons twenty eight, Bulldogs twenty two. Uh, beginning a Saturday. Uh, nice come from behind win by the Dragons. What uh, a manic game. Oh, that 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 pass from the Bulldogs that hit the knee and then went straight to Norman's hands. <laughs> That's just devastating. And then we got to see the um the Piggy Riddell light because of the COVID restrictions, which was a. A nice little thing from Corey because that's five thousand dollars to uh, I'm not sure which charity it is, but I think it's Sportsbet's putting on those Men of League. Men of I League, think it was, yeah. the, the post try celebration July. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, for a minute, a hot minute, it looked like the Dragons are going to run away for fifty point win at the start, and then it looked like the Dogs are going to win easily, and then the Dogs lost in the most Dogs way possible. Oh my goodness! Oh, that, yeah, you li- that, literally dropped the ball that to is, lose the game. That is the sort of video, like that last try, that highlight that you put the Benny Hill music to. <laughs> and then on to the next game, which was Rabbitohs 18, Knights 20. Knights just managing to hold on at the end of that game. Yeah, what a what another crazy game. They were up 20 nil. Um, looked like they were going to just run away if it uh, storm into the top four, four and against. Um, and then, yeah, this, <laughs> they dropped the ball. Callum Pong was red hot early on. Um, ended up costing me a game. Him and... Him and um, Mitchell Pierce, uh, Mitchell Pierce, Nathan Cleary killed me in a head-to-head fantasy game, bastards. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
Well, what was your take from this? Are the Knights good or the Rabbitohs good? It was a weird game. I think Rabbitohs have only, when they've played good teams, played good for like 10 or 20 minute patch. And that's something we've talked about in the past as well, but they've, they've been beaten up on little teams, but with the better teams, they've struggled for consistency. Um, I, I, I still struggle with Newcastle. I think they're in that tier just behind the top four. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, they're a team that, if they get hot, could go on a big run in the finals, but it's more of building for next year kind of deal, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And then we had our game. Uh, then on to Sunday. I didn't watch this I one, watch but this Warriors one, 10, yeah. Sharks 46, I, slammer. I, just, I feel bad watching the Warriors. They're in such a shit situation. I, I couldn't go through them getting their asses kicked um, in you know, un, in unfamiliar territory, I suppose. Where did you see this game? No, I saw, actually, to be honest, I saw the last, it was like 15 minutes, one, and I was like, Jesus one, Christ. One funny little thing out of this was that the last 10 points that the Warriors scored ended up costing the Sharks a spot in the top eight on... I don't know what the tiebreaker is here because they're on the same points as the Rabbitohs and they've got the same overall differential. So what's the first tiebreaker? Is it defensive percentage or is it try scored? Try scored, scored, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it must be try scored then. So because um, they've got exactly the same differential of 32, positive 32, but the Bunnies are ahead in eighth spot. And then we have the last game. Sorry, I'm just looking at the ladder now. So Rabbitohs have, oh, maybe it's defense. Because they've only got they 206 have, yeah. four and 174 against, whereas Sharks have 256-4, but 224 against. Yeah, so oh. 50 points better defensively, the Rabbitohs are. And the Sharks are 50 points better <laughs> offensively. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, then the last game, Panthers 22 to the Cowboys. What was the Cowboys? 10, was it? 10, that's right, yeah. So the game was locked. I mean, it's not like it was a blowout by any means, but Nathan Curry scored in the final second to make the uh, scoreline look a little bit more inflated than it otherwise was. Cowboys are really good in this game. They um, they really pushed the Panthers for a good, uh, good portion of that game. They just couldn't quite, didn't have the polish to, to put the foot to the throat and finish him off. Um, they brought in a, a rookie half, uh, Dejan Arce, and he had a nice little touch to score a try. And um, the hammer, Hamizo Tabuai Fidao scored one of the tries of the season, the individual tries of the season. Yeah, fantastic try by him. So yeah, um, got, him in, I mean, got him on my super coach team, but I didn't have a reserve. <laughs> he, he's it's been stupid. he's been absolutely dead dead weight in my um NRL fantasy team for weeks, and then he has this game where I put him into my Reggie's bastard. But yeah, um, I mean, well done to the Cowboys, and obviously we, this was a game played. I don't know if the players played for knowledge, but the coach played for knowledge that this was his last rights as the coach for the Cowboys. Um, where he was told earlier in the week that his services no longer be required, Paul Green that is, and then he said he would coach out for this week and then depart on the following Monday. So that was um an interesting start to the week for. The NRL. This game reminded me of um, when we played Manly the first time, where we were literally the better team the whole time, and it was like a late, like the close scoreline, like sort of flatters it. Like Penrith fans were probably thinking they were probably shitting their bricks the whole time, right? And then towards the end, they're like, "Oh yeah, never in doubt." Like, <laughs> but, like I just- mean, Penrith, Penrith are a good team, but they played shit in the day, and. I know that we, we've made some fun of it. We feel good coming out and putting the boot in the Parramatta about not having the experience to go the distance this year. But I don't think Penrith have done anything to suggest that they've got the same deal, like any, anything but the same issues. They've got superstars. Like Crichton's, you know, he's a freak. And like Naden's got speed. But um, yeah, their Ford Packers, if their Ford, best forward is Fisher Harris, like, come on, we've got we've got three of them. Like, it's just, I don't know, they got lucky, you know, benefit of a soft draw. Oh, and- they're, they're like, look, they're a very good team. They're going to be there in the finals at the business end of the season. Just, I think that Phil Gould is overstepping the boundaries when he puts the boot in the para for the same yeah. reason they should be laying at the feet of the Panthers. We're both inexperienced teams when it comes to going deep in the finals. Anyway. Yeah, too far out. There's no point. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the other round 10 chat. Then on to round 11. So kicking off uh, on Thursday night, I've got my tickets, uh, but we'll have to just wait and see because I, I had a bit of a cold on the weekend. I'm waiting for a COVID test to come back. 
but the newest info out of New South Wales Health is even if you get a negative result, you should still self-isolate for 14 days. So it looks like I might not be going on Thursday night now. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's have a look at this game. We'll see the Eels in second position taking on West Tigers in seventh position. Uh, running out for the Tigers is Adam Dwahi, the fullback, David Nofaluma on the wing, and Tommy Talau on the other wing. And in the centre is Chris, Chris Lawrence. Isn't he a second row? Yeah, he's been second row. Boy. But um, who, who's out for them? I haven't know who. God, who's been playing centres for him? Oh, let me, obviously, obviously like, oh, big, big BJ the other was there brother, initially. BJ but who played, who played centres last week? Was it uh, Lawrence? I think Lawrence did Lawrence. play centre yeah, last so week. They, they decided that was the best. Best way forwards. Well, I tell you what, you you want Jennings running at him if he's up against him all night. Damn right, damn right. Moses Moses Embi is captain, also at centre. Billy Walters and Benji Marshall are the starting halves pairing. Then into the forwards, Josh Alloway and then Russell Packer. Harry Grant at hooker. Then in the second row, Michael Cheekham, Luciano Leilua and Matt Eisenhuth. Then the interchange is Sam McIntyre, Thomas McKayley and Luke Brooks on the interchange and Chris McQueen as well. So I don't Really rate that bench. And then the extended bench is Oliver Clark, Elijah Taylor, Sean Bloor, and Alex Seafarth, coach Madge McGuire. And for the Eels at fullback, a captain, Clint Gutherson. On the wings, Maker Sebo and Blake Ferguson returns from having his knee drained. Then in the centres, Michael Jennings and Wanga Blake. In the halves, Dylan Brown at 5'8", and Mitch Moses returns from Ooh. his uh, calf injury. Yeah, you can let those... Uh, Return of the Mac. <laughs> At prop, RCG and Junior Paulo, Reed Marnie at hooker. Then in the second row, Sean Lane, Ryan Matteson uh, also returns from one week off. And Nathan Brown at lock. Then on the interchange bench, Andrew Davey, Murata Neokore, Stefano Otuikumanu and Brad Takarangi. Extended bench, David Gower, George Jennings, Dan Alvaro, Jai Field and Brad Arthur as coach. Um, so Stefano going up against the team that he's going to next season. Uh, then we've also got Nathan Brown against his former junior team, Ryan Madison against his last year's team, and Mitch Moses, of course, against Wests again after he left in 2017. Um, so a bit of bad, bad blood here. <laughs> Some storylines. Um, how do we see this one? Uh, where, where, where are the points of the attack? Where are our points coming from? Where might we have some weaknesses up against Wests? I've, I don't think there's any reason to think why we couldn't score from anywhere on the park, left, right, or middle, um, with our full strength, 13. Presumably, with um, I think Nathan Brown's available, sweating on the most to pass fitness. But uh, I think that aside from that, we should be 1-13, to 13, uh, pending his result there. Yeah, there's no reason to think we can't score from anywhere with Mitch Moses back, so Dylan and, and Reed can sort of fall back into their more comfortable roles. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like um, that try we scored against the Cowboys, Wonga Blake, where it's sort of like a shortish, shallow kick. I think we should be doing that because I think Wonga Blake's up against Chris Lawrence, and you know, Lawrence is an old man with one hip, and I don't think he can get off the ground. So <laughs> other than that, like, look, last week, Levi, we made him a rep, rep uh, hooker. It's just, it's just Harry Grant. If we can just minimize him, and I just feel as though our pack can get us over the advantage line, and we have plenty of time for Mitchell Moses to, um, you know, to put up the proper kick. So, you know, like, um, usually I'd say kick to the corners, but with David Nofaluma being, he's such a physical physical winger, like, that might be not the place. Maybe just bombing to Dwahi, Duhi, you know, whatever you call him. And, yeah, I just think um, we've got too much class and too much um, grit in our team, and we should just take care of them, you know. So, yeah. Um, on, the flip, on the flip side, yeah. um, I think 
we sort of touched on it with the the damage that Danny Levi did to an extent. But Harry Grant's a guy that you've got to watch out for for the most part, I think. Um, he's obviously very good for them. But uh, we, we may him on a little bit, but Luciano Lillo can be destructive when he gets a bit of space to work with. So got to make sure that we can't let him wind up and, and get off the back fence. And the other player that uh, you know can start their sets off strongly is David Nofaluma. So if we can sort of restrict his impact early in the sets and pin them deep in the half, we can really dictate the flow of the game against the Tigers. I think um, there's a little soundbite here about Reagan Camagoid on the best way to um to take down Harry Grant if you want me to play it. Shoot. I'm probably sending him back to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, there you are. That's, that's, uh... Wow. <laughs> so that was from his press. That's from Reagan Camagoid's press conference today. The big man says it with a big grin on his face. <laughs> um, he didn't hold any shots there. Right? That's the, the first time I heard that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so act, well, if he some... comes out with half as much fire on, uh, on Thursday night, I think we should be good in, in, in safe hands. To, to their credit, the there's a few few um, West fans on Twitter that have taken that for the sort of on the chin as they should and just laughing about it because it is a good line. <laughs> um, well, you can't say he's not quick between the ears there, RCG. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's um, he's been a – obviously him and Reid were a bit of um, verbal sparrers oh. last year when they were playing against each other, Penrith and Power. So he's um well he's always been one to have a bit of sass I think old Reg. Yeah, I will a- say look at the West Tigers bench. Sorry, I want to get a bit serious here. Look at the West <laughs> Tigers bench as always. You know, always a serious one. They've got they've got McIntyre as a back rower. You know, they've got McQueen and Brooks. So they've got like a very small bench. And you look at our bench. You know, Davy Tagarin can paint a back row, but we've got like a big team. So if we can just get back to our basics, you know, grind that football, you know, pound the rock as. The good Gruden brother says, not the bad one. Uh, I think we could um just we're just a bigger team and we can just starve them a possession and just you know wilt them and not wilt them sorry just grind them grind them to dust and I just feel as though you know Luke Brooks when he comes on we just got to smash him you know and I mean our, yeah. our bench is a point of weakness this week just because of the amount of injuries we have but I do agree that the West Tigers bench looks very light and that if our starting pack can sort of maintain grip on the game it'd be very difficult to dislodge us from that ascendancy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That bench is pretty light on, um, and I think too something that we've and, and we said this we've we've uh, attacked the strengths of our opposition and uh, run the ball at Harry Grant a thousand times, run the ball at Luciano Leilua a thousand times, and then I think you've blunted them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, let's get on to uh, our predictions. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting up Hams. He had something come up, but he managed to fire off what his were. Yeah, uh, you want me to say it? Let's scroll up. It's a. I've I've got it there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Bertie, you go first. I want to fire from the hip, baby. <clears throat> um. Oh, so I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna be conservative here. I think in 28 to 10, first try score. I'm going with Fergo. I think he's gonna be a new man <laughs> for new knee and. He burned. He, he burned me last week. I, I can't go for him. He did. Ah. Well, now we know why he hasn't scored. He's probably weighed. He's probably had 10 kilos in his left knee or right knee. So, you know, he's a new man, new lease on life, and um, maybe they fixed his nose a bit, but um. I just feel as though um, it's just a cutout pass. We'll get back, and then he'll just barge over whoever. Who I think it's not Luma. So yeah, it'll be we'll, we'll be it'll be a comfortable game for us in terms of like we won't be in danger the whole time. If you know, I think we'll just we'll just do our sets. We'll, we'll be like a Melbourne Storm esque performance. We'll just do our job. Let them get into the motion of it. Let them you know come out for hits and get pinned for offside. You know, as long as we keep Nathan Brown uh, cool, calm, collected, I think we'll just be the, we'll just outclass them and relegate them to ninth as always. And then on to you. 40. Uh, I should I should probably be tipping a, a tight, hardly fought affair, um, or hard fought affair rather, after what happened last week between the two teams respectively, but that's boring. So Paramount is going to get a big win. Um, Paramount is going to go in uh, 38 
to 10. And first try scorer, well, well, Blake Ferguson would have been spewing because George Jennings got got off the um, duck egg last week and he, in his spot. But I, I can't trust Fergo. He's, he's burned me too many times now. Not so much about not scoring the try, but the fact that he didn't even play last week. So that, that was just a you know, bridge too far. So I'll go for another man to get off the duck egg. Um, big Reg, Reagan Campbell-Gillard. It's, gonna, it's either going to be one of those crash balls or one of those little grubber kicks and Reed Barney is going to work. I mean, he should, he should have scored one. He should have got one last week. Um, he had uh, opportunities on both accounts, but especially that grubber kick. So he'll, he'll get it this time. And then on to Ham's prediction, which is uh, score 26-6 to 6 with Mitch Moses' first try scorer. And then lastly, on to me, um, I've also got the blowout 32-4 uh, with Ryan Madison, first try scorer. Smashing that edge. Who's he up against? Is it Luci? Luciano plays on that left edge, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, a bit, a bit of a crash ball between Luciano and who plays in? It'd be Benji plays on that left. I don't... I think... I, think, I, ca- I can't remember where I they, think... they line up now. Yeah, did Walters play left edge against the Broncos? Nah, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I think he played right edge. But Matt, Matt had to get a nice little crash ball on the line and smash through. And uh, I'm going to be... Uh, won't need to top up on the salt uh, <laughs> after this game. Uh, um, all right. Well, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, um, I think that about wraps up the preview. And then um, NBA's all the back other soon? stuff is, yeah, that's uh, if they can stay in Inside, lockdown yeah, well, in, in Disneyland. One, one thing that the whole COVID-19 thing is exposed is, yes, we've got some dumb athletes in Australia, but the, the magnitude of difference between Australian athletes and American athletes is staggering when it comes to stupidity. Some of the American athletes are on another planet. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, that's one way to put it lightly. And uh, Cricket World Cup, we won't have to worry about scheduling conflicts at the end of the year because uh, that's been uh, put off. Rip, yeah. Uh, And then um, there was the – I can't remember if it was the batsman or the the bowler for England. Um, Another uh, show of stupidity from the first test, instead of going straight to the venue for the second one, he uh, – went home, visited home between the first test and the second test and uh, had to go into lockdown. Um, And I suppose the other other bit of news, Bertie can talk about this one maybe, is that there's a chance of redemption for old Bobby Whitaker. Yeah, um, I think he's fighting this week or... Yeah, it's um, uh, gone down with... uh, Who is it? Who's he fighting? Is um he's versus the hang I think the hangman or some Irish guy I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, no. Darren Till. On the Irishman. Yeah, Darren Till. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Sorry, I got the other guy mixed up. Yeah, um, you know, I watch. I'm a big fan of um, Whitaker, and something about the last fight wasn't right. No, like yeah, he, he was wasn't himself, was he? Like his head wasn't there, and you know he's gone through a lot of personal stuff recently and before that, and I just feel as though just well, like I'm, I'm not, the I'm, weekend, not a, I'm not a huge MMA enthusiast, but I have seen uh, Bobby Whitaker fight a few times, and he has always been very collected and very like methodical. With the way he fights, and he just that wasn't yeah, not, him. He's not sloppy, and he no. was sloppy that last yeah, fight. Exactly. So you know, just put it off as a one-off, and yeah, on the, on the path back to um redemption and win, right. winning back the title. So yeah, other than that, um, my Swans lost again. What's new with that? Uh, we got some big. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Look, as a look, this is and this could be another topic, another argument. Like I like the AFL because if your team sucks, the one thing you look forward to is a high draft pick, the draft. and that's the best way to build yeah. your team. And the same thing with NFL and NBA. My NBA team, Timberwolves, are a basket case, but they got a high draft pick. <laughs> Although the NBA so draft is a little bit crazy because of a lottery component of it, but yes. Yeah. But like a, that's like a positive. While if you're a West Tigers fan and every every year you finish ninth, there's no positive to that except for finishing ninth. 
So, um, <laughs> just, it never ends. Bertie always finds a way uh, to circle it back. What a legend. Oh, I'm just, they're just so stupid, Tigers fans. Like they're, cheering, <laughs> they're, they're cheering on Harry Grant, right? The guy's taking a gap year. Look, ask what people do in their gap year. They do a bunch of stupid shit and they go back to work. Like, you know, live it up, enjoy it, and the next ten, you know, that, the next decade when he's scoring tries and playing that the That right finals. there, Hamish, is a fucking quote for the podcast uh, if we end up getting a good win. Harry Grant is taking a gap year. <laughs> It's just and and what pisses me off even more is my brother. He he likes to troll me a lot, and he's been dead serious saying Grant's a be- Grant's a better player than Marty. And I just can't wait till this weekend to prove him wrong. But <laughs> yeah, fancy cheering for another guy. It's like cheering for someone on loan, you know. It's like cheering for an escort. Shit. Oh no, don't, sorry, don't put Whoa. that in. Like cheering for someone, you know. At the end of the day, they're going to leave you. So yeah. Oh, birdie, legend. Absolutely well, I legend. Uh, managed to finish off the last dance over the weekend, which was quite oh, good. Yeah, well done. Very enjoyable watch. Even. With, like we talked about Fat Slant being from Jordan's perspective, it was still an incredible, um, well, well put together documentary. Do you think he's yeah, a goat? one of the best? Yeah, of course he's a goat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people talk about Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain because they're from another era, but in terms of the modern game, I don't think for sheer impact, like even if you just don't regard the numbers where he has so much ascendancy on everyone but LeBron, he is just transcendental, isn't he? What a player. Well, yeah, I think because we were all nineties kids here, and um, I think you can remember. I, I was never into basketball, but just but in the nineties, it exploded yeah. in Australia. Yeah, and I remember there were discussions about can the NRL withstand, um, you know, a basketball competition over here and that sort of stuff. It was um, like, yeah, just an absolute like one of those transcendent athletes that goes beyond their sport. He's anus. Um, all right, well, I think that wraps up the chat there. Um, just uh, wash those hands. Uh, yep. Uh, stay yeah, inside. If you're getting COVID tested, out. any cold and flu symptoms, go and get them. Um, I had to line up for five hours in the Good car God. at Penrith Regatta Centre um, So with the little one too. And, like, I thought I'd just be down there and once you get past the lock gate, uh, which is about half an hour into the wait, there's no turning around and get it out. You've got to go get your test. Um, so we were very hungry at the very end of it, and um, we were told quite sternly by the nurse, "Do not go and get takeout food. Go straight <laughs> home." But <laughs> oh, uh, yep, I got it. I'm going home. If, um, if you go out, wear a mask, and you know, don't touch anything that you don't have to. Exactly. Use hand sanitizer. Like I've got to go. Like I went to Apple on Friday, dropped off my iMac. I had a mask. I had gloves. I had you know hand sanitizer. Everything. Just be smart. And just if you're not thinking about yourself, think of others, you know. Because yeah, Apple, uh, they force you to wear a mask, don't yeah. they? They when yeah. you line up at the door. Yeah. And they do a um, temperature check, but yeah, I see a lot of people just take them off when they walk out. But now I actually look like an idiot driving with them on, but I ain't taking a risk with this, you know, this um, Z. So yeah, or flu, whatever. All right, well, I think that wraps it up, and uh, hopefully we'll be back to celebrate an Eels win. This time, I've checked the ladder for our no round 12 match, and uh, we're still on 12, so... Uh, 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 sorry, we're still on second position, so uh, I, I don't think the fix is in for this week, but I can't rule it out. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, guys, we'll, we'll catch you on the next Power Podcast. Cheers. Catch you, boys. Later.